tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, BCs, what's going on? I'm Ali Kona Bradford, and thank you for joining me here at AfterBuzz TV for the live Beauty and the Beast After Show. If you're watching us on YouTube, that's right, we stream live. And you can co-host with me, because if you notice, I am here by my lonesome. It's just a repetitious thing that for some reason keeps happening. <laughs> but I'm so glad, because that just means you can join the conversation with me. All you have to do is follow me at Boys and Beauty 01, and then hashtag ABTV. B-A-T-B, while you're tweeting at me, and then you can pipe in on the conversation. Let me know what you think. Okay, now that we have all this established, let's start talking about the show. So tonight's show, there was a lot going on, but the thing that stuck out to me the most was Catherine. Like last episode, I feel like she's so into her work, and rightfully so, because she seems to be right every single time. However, the way she approaches it, I don't know if it's something about her demeanor, but sometimes you just want to smack her, right? Just, eh, you're getting married. Be happy. And of course, all these things are going on around her that she can't seem to leave alone because she feels like it's her duty. And I get it. And just like Vincent said, you know, those things, they're always going to be there. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that she was right to just gung-ho or, or should she have taken a break here and then? Because Heather, her sister, got caught with everything or stuck with everything, I could say. I feel like the whole entire episode, she was constantly just covering for Catherine, not ever knowing why. And a lot of times, you know, usually I get annoyed. I'm not going to lie. Usually I do get annoyed with Heather. But this time around, I actually felt really sorry for her because it was a constant, what are you doing? Why are you not here? Our aunties are here. They're here to see you. They're not here to see me. Where are you? And and there's still this level of I can tell you, but I can't tell you. And at the beginning of the episode, I just thought she was trying to avoid her emotions. You know, I'm going to have to deal with talks about mom. And I knew that Catherine was angry with her mom, but it must have escaped me how angry she really was because, oh my goodness. I mean, we'll, t we'll talk about the blow up, but first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to check my phone and see what you guys are saying because I hear my phone going off. And so for those who are participating, we can talk about whatever it is. Oh no, someone's having issues. Please don't have issues. All right, well, let's move on with the conversation. Okay, so like I said, Heather, very clever move, by the way. When they're on the phone and Catherine keeps skipping out every single time she's supposed to be there, and poor Heather, they're on the phone, right? And Kat's in the hallway, just tell aunties I'm not here. Oh, hey! And she opens a door on her. I'm like, slick, way to go, Catherine. Or no, excuse me. Way to go, Heather. <laughs> now, once Catherine actually gets in there, I was getting annoyed with aunties. Like, one auntie fell over and fainted because she thought she saw her sister. Part of me felt like they don't... I, I get that it's her mom's daughter, but they really don't look alike. 
I, I maybe when she was younger, but either way, I thought it was a little bit dramatic. And then aunties kept going on and on about mom is a hero. This must be so hard for you. And you can see Catherine just getting like her skin is crawling and and my skin is crawling for her, too, because I would want to smack my auntie. I'm surprised it took her that long, honestly, to blow up. I had a Twitter follower actually say, you know, was she in the right? Was she in the wrong? Absolutely. I, I mean, no, in the sense that, of course, her family doesn't understand what's going on. But I mean, you have to understand she's got so much on her plate right now and to constantly hear how wonderful somebody is when you and your heart believe that they're not wonderful at all. And so and then the paper lantern, it was too much, too much in the sense that it it gave me a feeling like mom just passed away. Mom passed away many years ago, but it, it, the whole thing with the family, it just felt like it happened last week. Did anybody else feel like that? I don't know. It was it was a lot. So when the phone call came for her to leave, I was actually glad too. I'm not going to lie. It's something else to focus on. Now, I'm going to check again one more time. If you have not had a chance to join us live, you can in the future. If you can't join me live in the future because you're on another coast, another continent, you can always DM me. If we're following each other, DM me a prediction. I'll be sure to bring it up. Okay, Peyton, what did you say? So... Peyton Leckie says, yeah, Heather was pretty slick in grabbing Catherine. Yeah, she was. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, What else? Maybe her anger was boiling like a volcano and exploded. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I I will touch on that a little bit later. I want to get into some of the other story. But what's interesting is after Catherine had made her exit and she did run into Vincent at one point, it seemed like Vincent was trying to lecture her about, you know, go be with your family. I got it. I'm good. What about your family, homie? Don't you have family around? Shouldn't you be calling them? And she totally calls him out on that, too. And, of course, his family is there. Go, JT. Somewhat. He had good intentions. JT had really good intentions. He called the mystery guy, Hank, who, by the way, was a creep to me from the get-go. Something seemed wrong. Something seemed off. And I feel like he had a toupee on. Meh. Anyways. (laughs) So, right, as soon as he comes in with these two boys, they're distant cousins, I'm thinking so... This is your bachelor party, huh? Woo, party animal. <laughs> like, what? And then they go to a bar, which looked like a coffee shop that just happened to sell alcohol. And the stripper shows up. I thought, okay, it's daylight outside, and there's all these patrons around, and you just paid for a stripper to give, what, a free show to everybody who's getting coffee today in the middle of the day? It was weird. It was just weird. It was awkward. The conversation that they had with Hank about, you know, back in the day when we had the baseball games and the whole Keller family came and he couldn't remember it. Maybe, maybe it's because he was the outcast, but something from whatever reason made me feel like, are you really Hank or are you somebody else? Did somebody take over your mind? Who are you working for right now? And of course, we find out later on, he gives the whole story after he gets shot and he's sitting in the hospital bed. He starts talking about how, you know, when I was a kid, didn't matter what I did, I was never good enough for granddad and for dad. Not that he talked like that, but you know, I like to add in voices, keep it exciting. So anyhow, <laughs> um, he goes and he starts talking about how, you know, you guys were the firefighters and this and that, and I could never be as good as you and... It was weird, and that's when I thought, okay, something is not right. Even though I think Vincent thinks that they're bonding right now, maybe something is weird. 
Either way, we obviously find out in the long run he only came out to help his campaign because Vincent is the family hero and it's going to get him votes. What? And even still, I still think there's something else going on. It's not that simple. He was way too creepy. Way too creepy. But there was a small theme in that, in that the distant cousins reminded Vincent of his brothers and then... Hank brought up again, I know I can't replace your brothers. It was like, brother, brother, brother. And of course, we have that really awesome moment where JT realizes that they're technically blood brothers. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. It's so precious. How many Twitter followers at home? How many of you guys had a uh, like a blood sister, blood brother? I did it. Now you think about it, it's really not that safe. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm going to check and see how my co-hosts are doing, what you guys have to say. And uh, who created this really long password on my phone is ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Billie Jean Girl 18 says, I think Vincent's family was worse than Catherine's family. Hank was just a jerk and was just using him. Amen. He, they really were. See, the difference, though, is that Catherine's family, they didn't have any ill intentions at all. The only thing was they just didn't know. They did not know any better. They thought that their sister was this wonderful, great woman who did vaccinations in Africa. And she went to help the soldiers in the Middle East and blasey, blasey, blasey. So they, they, they just were coming on strong. Whereas Vincent's family, yeah, they're just a bunch of buttholes. And who are their, we don't even know if those cousins were really his distant cousins. And if they are distant cousins, why do I want you at my bachelor party? Who are you? This is awkward. Moving on. <laughs> Who I really enjoyed in this episode was Tess. I felt like she was being such a grounded and great friend throughout. Putting Catherine in her place. Look, this is work. Go home. Go home. That was a big theme tonight, too. But eventually, when she realized that things were bigger than what she realized, of course, hey, Kat, you know what? You're probably right. Let's work on this together. But as soon as we're done, go home. And as soon as Catherine did have her blow up, Tess was there to sit down and say, look, it's understandable. You you had a lot of emotions pent up. You have a lot of secrets. If this is one secret you can be open about, be open about it. So you're mad at your mom. Be mad at your mom. It's okay. Let it out. And I thought, oh, just, I really, I've always liked Tess, but I really liked her a lot this episode. And I have some co-hosts that are piping in. So I'm going to check. Forgive me for looking down while I check my phone. Let's see what you guys have to say. Um, I would sing for you guys while I'm scrolling through my phone, but I'm a very bad singer, so I won't do that. Okay, we'll keep the conversation flowing. I'm going to move on to my next topic. Let's talk about Patient Zero, because this guy was crazy. <laughs> First and foremost, he was crazy, but obviously it's because of this virus that's spreading around. And... It, everything that was happening, it is always intentional. He, obviously, we're watching as outsiders, right? And you have Catherine, the insider, who knows everything is intentional. And everybody else is like, no, it's coincidental. Yeah, there was a shooter in your neighborhood. So what? Yeah, there was a disease in your neighborhood. So what? And Catherine's like, no, guys. And sure enough, here comes this huge outbreak of crazy people. Interesting how they, A, had a beast prototype gene, which came from 10 thousand years ago and we haven't spoken about gene being well, <laughs> fired beastie jeans we have not talked about oh that sounds fashionable um we have not talked about beastie jeans in a very long time so i'm wondering if that's going to come up and who is this person that has access to all these things whether it be the supernatural superhumans or what have you 
Who is this person? And will we see them by the end of the season? Anyhow, so we find out that there's these genes going on and and they get really sick and really crazy for a moment and then they go back to being normal humans. I feel like that was a waste of time. I get what they're doing. They're trying to stir up some stuff to see who Vincent and Catherine really are. They're going to catch it. Okay, fine. Fine. It was a genius plan. It worked. It worked. But with the biker guy who had the disease, clearly it does do something to your brain because he thought he could fly. (laughs) And while they're chasing him on his little bike going up the garage and he's doing all these wheelies, I thought, is that really necessary? Is that going to make you go faster? What are you doing? And then, of course, he's a little crazy in the head. And I was really upset because, first of all, Vincent was going to go on his own. And Catherine's like, no, I'm not going to leave you. I get it. That's your boo. I get it. But now this person has footage of the both of them. Before it could have been just Vincent. Now it's both of them. That really sucked. And then when the guy went flying off the roof, I was like, okay. See? That's not cool. Nothing about this is cool right now. (laughs) Okay, so that covers the crazy biker guy. If you guys have any thoughts about the crazy biker guy, by all means, share via Twitter. But I'm going to take a moment to give a shout out to our sponsor. Because of our sponsor, we are able to give you these after shows for free. So take a moment and check them out. We have what's called Next Issue, and I've talked about it before. It's a really cool app. You can get it on your computer. You can get it on your iPad, your phone. But basically, once you get a subscription, you have access to all sorts of different magazines. So whether it's men's fitness, because, you know, maybe we want to look at men's abs or something. I don't know. Uh, Great outdoors. I mean, there's all sorts of different type of things that you can find. I like to go for the beauty magazines, but then I like fitness. I like travel. So whatever you like, there's hundreds of different things that you can choose from and the best part you don't gotta roll out of bed and go anywhere (laughs) you just click on your computer and it's all right there so what you can do is actually try this app out for free that's right for free for 30 days so what you would do is you go to nextissuelive.com and then you backslash afterbuzz tv excuse me abtv so make sure you go ahead and do that and get your free 30-day trial and literally, on the same day the issue comes out, it's on your phone. So, now, back to our regularly scheduled program. I'll go ahead and give a shout-out. You know, I always like to shout-out my boys in beauty, because I love boys, just like a lot of you beasties. So I talk about all the latest news on celebrity men, and then I give a nice, fun beauty tip. So, this week is going to be Ryan Reynolds. So, not this Ryan, but another Ryan. So, check that one out. All right. So, Billie Jean has come back to join the conversation. Thank you, co-host. And what are you asking me? Do you think that Catherine's dad was telling the truth when he had no idea what was going on? I do, actually. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how she went to the jail cell last resort to go see Papa. And, you know, this is a weird... observation that I had. You know, obviously Catherine is of Asian descent. They don't really specify, I don't think, on the show. We know she's Chinese and Dutch. But either way, um, I always think it's interesting. I like to see how people cast things to try to make people look like it makes sense. And for a moment, Catherine's looking into her dad's eyes and I went, wow, okay, yeah, you have your dad's eyes. Anyways, irrelevant. Going back to, yeah, I don't think dad knew. Um, I don't know where dad's mind is at the moment. I don't know if he necessarily really truly does regret everything. But I feel like once you spend a lot of time in jail, you have a moment to reflect and maybe have some clarity. And 
I wasn't mad at dad. Dad was a little upset that he didn't get the notice that she was engaged. <laughs> I like that she said, yeah, dad, you tried to have the groom killed. Do you remember that? It's probably why you're not on the invite list. Anyhow, um, but yeah, dad knows more than he lets on in the sense to where he tells Catherine, hey, there's this box, check it out, because he obviously knows what's in the box, and he obviously knows the situation with mom a lot more than Catherine is willing to hear. So, yes, mom is really sorry, she's very compassionate, and he even says, you know, whatever's going on, they're closer to Vanessa's serum. Who cares? Cat's like, who, who cares? Let's, I am paying for everything that mom experimented with and got herself involved with because of her. So foo her. I have a right to be mad at her and I'm going to keep being mad at her. Do not tell me to forgive her. I get it. And I, and she's absolutely right. But there's obviously things that she doesn't know. So yeah. Do we know? Does anybody know how long is dad in jail for? It's a really random question that I have for you guys. Billie Jean, thank you for being so participatory. <laughs> okay, biker guy was nuts. Uh, oh, she knew he wasn't going to make the jump. Oh, of course. Now, Tours Alcon. Let's see. The main site for the show isn't working. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. Well, hopefully you can watch it tomorrow on YouTube for those of you who are having issues. Um, anyways, going back to the show and, and Catherine, let's talk about the box for a moment. I'm going to skip ahead because that was such a huge moment for me because first of all, I was grabbing my mouth and tears were, were coming down uncontrollably because it just made me so sad to, to really see that mom knew a lot that was going on and, and explaining herself so that way Catherine couldn't be mad anymore and how much her mother really knew her. Like she had said, you know, Catherine, one day you're going to find out about this. A, she made the tape knowing that she may not survive. That's sad all in its own. B, for her to say, Catherine, I know how you are. You're going to find out what's going on. Basically, it's a matter of time. And, and C, quit trying to save the world. Have some time to have love and balance. Again, a constant theme now coming back to haunt her. And um, the phone call. That is what broke my heart. I could not imagine being on Catherine's side and, and seeing your parent that had passed away. And literally, you call your parent at that moment to say, hey, come help me. And when mom goes to help, that's when she gets shot and killed. <gasps> Who wrote this? God, they, they pulled at my heartstrings. Was anybody else crying? It, but it was nice. It was definitely nice closure to the mom story. I'm curious if we will see dad's story because there's a reason people get involved and stuff like that. Obviously, mom had a pure heart and when she got involved, she thought that something good would come of it. Otherwise, she wouldn't have done it. Unfortunately, she got so far involved that she couldn't get out because it would cost her her life and it did. So who knows? Who knows what dad's side of the story is? Anyhow, the other big moment was the blow up. So let's really talk about the blow up. She basically, okay, we know Heather's, poor Heather, so naive, so sweet and so innocent. Toast, toast, everybody deserves to be happy. Mom would love to be here. Ah. And Catherine is just like a gun, a loaded gun waiting to go off. And she went in. And you know what? Part of me put my fist in the air and said, A to the men, finally, because she shouldn't have to listen to that constantly comparison to her mother and how great and this and that. You know what? Fook your paper lanterns. I am not going to call the ghost of my mother back because I don't want to hear. Because you know what? She did this to my 
future husband. She did this. And how how hard would that be for Heather to hear? Because Heather, in the last few months, has had so many bombs dropped on her between there's beasts that exist, my sister is involved, and oh, by the way, mom isn't what she really is, and goodness knows what's going to happen when she finds out that her and her sister don't even have the same father. What? What? There's a lot going on in the story. Um... What else do I want to cover really quick? Because I know that we have people piping in here and there, and I'm jumping all over the place. Thank you guys for being so patient. I'm so sorry. If people are having issues with the website, I do apologize. But Peyton isn't having issues, and neither is Billie Jean, because they've been piping in this whole time. Oh, Billie Jean cried, too. She said she cried. And who else is upset? The moment the telephone ring rang. Yes, yes, that was a huge one for me. Um, do you expect Catherine to open her mom's box right away? No, I didn't think. So the question was, did I think that Catherine would open the box as soon as she found out about it? No, because she's been so busy pushing her emotions off to the side. Clearly, like I said before, she was right about everything with the, the disease, with the outbreak, with them being targeted. She's always right. But the reason she's right is, and the reason she's focusing on these issues is because she's avoiding other issues clearly so yeah all right let's see what else i want to cover we talked about the box pardon me i'm going to check my notes off to the side um let's see we talked about the beast oh and i talked about how jt and and vincent were brothers and i love that vincent did come to the conclusion that even Tess, jt Tess, like this is my family and for a moment towards the end of the episode i thought we're finally going to get closer to the wedding. We're finally... And then these bombs come in. I'm like, great. Now what? This season, they're throwing a lot of crazy stuff at us. Obviously, supernatural. Everything on the show is supernatural. But it's just really going into a different, different direction. And I'm wondering how this wedding is even going to happen. And it's really not fair that it's not enjoyable. Nothing is enjoyable. Will they ever get a break? And if not, do you think that they should put the wedding off? Because they, to me... They're still rushing. I get it. I want to be your boo permanently. Let's put a ring on it. But you're in the middle of a crisis. And I get crises keep happening. But weddings should be enjoyable. This whole whole thing should be fun. And it's really becoming a pain in your butt. I don't want to remember my wedding as a pain in the butt. You know? But that's just my personal perspective on it. Let's see if I've missed anything else. I mean, like I said, there was a lot going on in this episode. Um, do, 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 scanning through my notes. Um, all right. Well, I am not. Oh, I will say this. Okay. No, I'll save it for predictions. Let me save it for predictions. And I'm going to check my phone one last time, and then I might just move on. Do you think that the guy was, oh, at the end was another beast? It's it's possible. I don't think this show is done with beasts. It can't be. Vincent can't be the only beast that's left on the entire planet. I know Murfield is quote-unquote gone, but are they really? And who is this agency, like I said, that has the prototype from 10,000 years ago? Somebody is playing with them. Somebody wants them, but they're playing with them. And I feel like if they're that smart, would it really take this long? Or couldn't they just find them right away? Does that make sense? I don't know. I, I'm still thinking that Hank is up to something suspicious. 
And Sunrise Girl, hi, welcome. She says, Kat's relatives are curious now about what exactly Kat's mom did to Vincent. Are they? I mean, I would be, don't get me wrong, but we didn't actually see anything happen. We saw Kat blow up. We saw her leave the room and everybody just go, (gasps) P.S. Okay, really random notes. Two notes. One, after the speech was given, the, the nice speech by Heather, when she said, you know, nobody else deserves their Prince Charming, blah, 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 wish mom was here. Everybody in the audience was, and I was like, that's lame. Really? Who, what kind of friends are these people? This is horrible. And then the other side note, because I just noticed random things, at the very end, when Vincent's realizing who his friends, or excuse me, who his family is, which are his friends, there was a lot of inconsistency. Did anybody else notice that at one scene, Tess has these two hairs just hanging out on her forehead, and then another scene, they're parted, but then she comes back, and all of a sudden, they're in her face again? Random. I know. I just caught it and went, ah, boo. Anyhow. Okay. So let me go back into my co-host, and then I might actually just go into some news and gossip, because you guys know I love to show your artwork, and I've got some loaded for today. So the last thing I will say... Hayden has a comment. She says, I really love the bro-ship of JT and Vincent in this episode. Um, and how long have Vincent and Catherine been engaged, says Billy Jean Girl. That's a good question. I don't know because it's TV time and TV time happens a lot quicker than real lifetime. And as far as the bro-ship, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it's always been there, but I think that this gave Vincent some closure because a piece of him, even though he may not talk about it, a piece of him is constantly always missing his brother's. And will, rightfully so. But he's finally realized that he has somebody to fill that. And and it's JT. And JT's always been there. Not that he never didn't think so. But now it's just this more solidified, like, yeah, this is my bro for life. Anyhow. Oh, and last note. I didn't get to see all the churches. We didn't get to see all the churches that Catherine had been turning down. But the one from this episode was extremely depressing. Was it not? It was dark, it was dim, and did not look like anywhere that I would want to have my wedding. And personally, you know what? Let's talk about this. Tweet me after the episode, but where do you think that Vincent and Catherine should have their wedding? On a beach? I mean, I could see something on the top of a waterfall. Where is your hashtag dream wedding place, Vincat? Okay, that's a long hashtag, but you can try it. Why not? Okay, so that's going to wrap up my show for this proportion. Let's get into some news and gossip so I can show your art. Woo! News and pictures. Okay, so first things first. Guys, every once in a while we get lucky and there's a sale and we can get all of our favorite Beastie items on sale. Tees for $14. So you will see up above there's new F... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say B-A-T-B and then uh, don't mind me. Anyways, so we have new artwork from F-A-D-T and that's the Fan Art Dream Team. So check it out. I do believe there's another 24 hours. You can buy some of these shirts for only $14 and your beastie friends have all come together, your artists, to design these. So definitely support the community because we are all friends overseas, same continent. I think that the BCs have made this incredible family and we all support each other so much. And that's why you should rock a BC shirt. Let's move on. Okay. So this art was done by at Carrie Bear 09. And this is a reflection of last episode. JT Forbes, the Forbes awakens hashtag because we know that he's bad in a good way. All right. Let's move on to our next picture. 
Okay, so this one is fun. This is at Zelly309, and this is her weekly calendar. So she doesn't necessarily claim rights to the artwork, but this is how she gets through her week. So each day of the week has a different Vincent image of a different, almost like it's different personalities. And I thought that's a good way to get through your week, right? Let's move on to the next one. Boop-a-doo! This is at Kelpak, and this is JT. We've got a nice focus on JT this week, which is awesome. The unrecognizable here or unrecognized hero who just recently has been recognized. Not really. I'm just talking. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the next one. So I just got some fun pictures that I saw online because I just love pictures of the cast themselves. And this is Kristen Krupp because she loves yoga. So we have her doing some fun yoga poses by the beach, which looks absolutely lovely. And then let's go on. And this is another t-shirt that I found. And I, honestly, it just, I, it randomly popped up in my search. But if you are a couple and if you have a boo and you want him to be a beast, you can get him a beast shirt and you can be a beauty. You go to the gym and just look real cute together. Why not? Okay, so one of the things Kristen Krug did say, oh, let's let's just remind everybody that the uh, Beauty and the Beast local library campaign has been going on so we can get Beauty and the Beast into libraries. So make sure you can either donate or you can just encourage your library to carry season one, season two on DVD by printing out posters from the FADT. Now... Let's go to my quote. This quote is from Kristen Kruk, who says that Beauty and the Beast fans are super passionate and they're engaged in a way that has caused this show to continue to be on air. I asked the CW publicist which fans are the most passionate. Our fans and Supernatural fans are apparently some of the most passionate. They're also thoughtful and kind, and I appreciate that. So she appreciates you guys, and I'm so glad. All of them do. They really, I mean... I can't speak for everybody, but I'm sure they do. And, and in talking to Austin, he's so unbelievably grateful to you guys. And he's great. He always makes it a point to try and communicate with you guys. And, and I think that's so great because he's a busy guy. He doesn't have to do all that. All right. So let's get into our predictions. Predictions. Okay, so we saw this mystery guy show up, right? And then in the preview for the next episode, I feel like they had a bit of a Bonnie and Clyde moment. There's Catherine and there's Vincent. They hold hands and like they're going in it together. And I thought, yes. And even though you guys want to tease us and make us feel like their lives are in danger, they are. But are they really going anywhere? Probably not. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, CW. I don't buy that. But anyways, it's a good it's a good cliffhanger anyways to make me want to watch it next episode. So obviously one of our Twitter followers said that maybe it's a beast. Um, I don't know if I think it's a beast, but I definitely do think that he is one of their pawns. He's somebody that is getting all these people to get together on a boat, which makes me feel like there's other people. I think that those are going to be other people with supernatural powers. They may not be the actual beast, but someone is looking for something specific, and Vincent has some of that. Now, what these other people might have, I don't know. And what are they trying to accomplish exactly? Taking over the world. I mean, what does any other supervillain want, right? So, oh, I already have, by the way, some people who are giving me some some wedding ideas of where they should have their wedding. And... Let's see, Carrie Bear, wait, someone, Carrie Bear and Peyton are having a conversation totally in the forest, like a cabin. And somebody else is saying maybe Cat and Vincent would be safer if they held their wedding in a bat cave. They need a bat cave. You know what they need to do? They need to relocate. That's what I'm surprised the show has not done. I get it. There's super forces that could probably find them anywhere. But if 
I were in their position, I'd probably go somewhere remote where no one can find me. I think Catherine is just too attached to this is my purpose. Save people. But after a while, when they're targeting just you, maybe you'd be better off on a deserted island somewhere. Take your two best friends. Go hide out. Lay low for a little while. That's my advice. Anyhow, I hope you guys had a great time with me tonight. And don't forget to follow me at Boys and Beauty 01. You can find me on Instagram as well, Boys and Beauty with Alicona. Because I do lots of fun boy memes. I did do one on Jay Ryan. And don't forget to find me on YouTube, Boys and Beauty with Alicona. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Have a great night. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Rawr! <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 